Hey, David, I got duped. Yeah, again? <laughs> what do you mean again? I, I don't get duped that often. I don't know. What is it this time? So I may or may not have a friend who works at EB Games. And when the PS5 was released again, I walked up to him and I asked him how the sale was going. And he said, pretty good, man. I still have a bunch of tickets. Do you want a PlayStation? And I was like, yeah, man, sure. So I took the ticket in and I messaged my friend, my coworker. I'm like, hey, man, I know you've been trying to get a PS5. I've got a ticket. Would you like it? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy you lunch for it or something. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I don't really need a lunch or anything, but sure. And he's like, okay, I'm going to call my friend. And I was like, what? Turns out he wanted to, to secure a PlayStation for his buddy. His buddy uh, came and met me for the PlayStation and he got the PlayStation. Fast forward a few days later, I'm telling this story to Chris's parents. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Chris's brother's been looking for a PS5. And this is the only sound that could go into my head. Get ready for a wild one. Here comes the Scene on Screen podcast. What's up, what's up? What's up? That's, um, your friend's kind of a jerk for doing that. I know, I thought, I thought genuinely because he kept asking me and asking me how the line was at EB for the first sale and the second sale. I was like, oh man, this guy really needs a PS5. So he was the first person I messaged. It turns out he wanted it for somebody else. And like, kudos to him. Like, I, I hope his friend karma is super high on it Yeah, um, with his boy, but... I mean, could you imagine if he was like, yo, he like made 50 bucks off it or something? Oh, yeah. And then that guy's probably just going to turn around and sell it for like $900. Anka Jilly Jilly. Yeah. So uh, what's up? We uh, we didn't record last week. Yeah. yeah. Our friendship, uh, the longing of our conversations was uh, a little much for me. I've missed you, man. Like we, we haven't played games in a yeah, long we time. Haven't we haven't much. gone on a an adventure yeah I mean, we still text each other but it's not the same it's not the same i can't hear your voice yeah i am um, the last few weeks i've been studying hard well not really but just studying for my my board exam which i wrote the this previous weekend so now i am officially 100 percent done school and now i just have to wait six weeks to find out if i passed or failed my board exam which there's a good chance that I might have failed it. No, pass it. Yeah, so uh, now, now <laughs> that I am free, we're going to be back to our regular scheduled programming. I got so much more time for video games and stuff like that. Like today, I played Yakuza for five hours, and it was great because nice. uh, I, I have no guilt. You know, like, you know, when you have to work on something and you're like, you know, what, I'm just going to play some games. And then the whole time you're trying to enjoy that game or movie or whatever you're doing. And just in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I should be doing this other thing. There was none of that, except maybe I probably should have been preparing for this episode. But nah, 
I'm a fly by wire kind of gal. <laughs> that you are. Um, which Yakuza game were you playing? Uh, I'm playing uh, Yakuza Zero because I've started that like I don't know. It feels like it feels like it was like three years ago that I started it, and actually, it has been almost exactly one year since I played that game because uh, my save file was from uh, September 9th, two thousand and nineteen. So almost almost one year and one month to the date. And I was like, oh, wow. And I'm like only halfway through the game, maybe. Just maybe over, just a little over half. And my game time is like 47 hours. It's ridiculous because there's so many. You, you've played the Yakuza games, right? Or you, uh, you've dabbled? I've, I've dabbled, yeah. Like just so many side quests and like mini games and just stuff that you can lose track of time in is not part of like the main story. So I was like, I remember back when I was playing it before, I was like, Oh man, I've been playing this game forever. Like how far am I? And I looked it up and there's like, I don't know. I want to say like, there's like 17 chapters. And at the time I was like on like chapter seven and I'm like, Oh my God, this game's going to take me forever. But yeah, no, it's been a, it was nice not having to do anything today. Nice. I was going to be like, oh, I'm so jealous of uh, your five hours of gaming. And then I realized Chris is studying for her, um, like her, one of her board exams that she has to still do. And I played six hours of Call of Duty on Saturday night. I didn't play any other game. And I think I'm, I'm becoming a stagnant gamer where I'm so used to being like, oh, shit, my friends are on. I could play something. And I'm I'm really looking forward to a little bit of a break when like Watch Dogs comes out, even NHL next week or um, Cyberpunk, because I'll have something like Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs for sure. I'll have something to play by myself. But right. it's just I'm so I'm so used to just jumping on and like it is also my socializing, like my work schedule is really kind of bugged out. And when I come home, like she's studying and she does her thing at night, too. I like we hang out for a little bit, but I want to make sure that like I can still do something to kind of like unwind and mm-hmm. Call of Duty has become that kind of like constant unwind. But, but you're also the kind weekend, of person that only ever plays one game, right? Like if I could ask you to play something and you'd be like, yeah, but I want to play Call of Duty. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I also enjoy it. So that's the other thing. But like I have. I want to say I have four games on the go right now. Maybe I'm still working on Need for Speed Heat. I'm working on a dynasty in NHL. I've got Call of Duty on the go. And I, yeah, I think that's actually it. Oh, I've started the campaign of Battlefront. Okay, yeah. It's it's not bad. It's kind of typical. I mean, it's just like shoot and make your way through. If you die, you get a thousand reach highs. Yeah. And once again, Outer Worlds is on that list, and I just couldn't do it. And here you were just saying that you're excited to play a game just by yourself, single-player game. And I, Actually, I've also been playing Super Mario 64, and I forgot how easy that game was. How terrifying that penguin is? Uh, no, I just beat the... I just did the first one, so I beat the King Babam. Oh yeah, that that was that's like the first boss. It's like the first starts. Of course, it's going to be easy, but it's not like they're all the same, right? They're just like I forgot how much the game revolved around 
literally revolving and you're always climbing to the top of something. And it's just yeah, like, that's true. Oh, okay, cool. Done. Cool. I like, I do find um, playing on the switch is not nearly as intuitive because like, I feel like my, my left hand should be lower and I shouldn't be able to like do things on the bottom or I, like your hand <laughs> makes no sense. I wish they would make like a, your left hand should be something. your left hand should be lower and you should be doing things on the bottom. Yes. Um <laughs> they should they should make like a a Joy-Con attachment that's kind of like a a 64 controller so you can hold it kind of the same way. I guess maybe. Food for thought. Yeah. I I'm I'm going to do uh Sunshine next and then I'll uh, I've never played Galaxy so I'm going to dabble in that eventually. See, too. I've been playing more of Galaxy than I have the other two and primarily because sunshine is frustrating because of not being able to invert the camera and aim yeah, controls. You keep crying about that. You keep crying it's, about that. It's really annoying. Um, but then galaxy is just so kind of, it, it's chill and I can like sit there with the two joy cons in my hands. I don't even have to like hold my hands up. I can literally be like a slug on the couch <laughs> you know, and just like, do you, find you have to still it. wave the joy con or no? Yeah. You still have to do that a little bit. Like, um, to get through some of the, the warp star things, you have to shake the joy con and stuff like that, but, uh, it works well. Um, well, that's good to know. Have you uh, found yourself? Like I did this the other day. I just turned on my switch and then played one of the, uh, the Mario albums. Oh yeah. Actually, I, I think I mentioned this, um, uh, on a previous episode, um, I ended up just kind of dabbling through some of the the soundtracks, and then next thing I know, it I'm not even like doing anything. Like I'm just like chilling on the couch, listening to the soundtrack to like Mario Galaxy. It's great. Missed opportunity to also put up One Up Girl on that from uh, Super Mario Odyssey. The song that's playing in, uh, I can't remember the town, uh, but the the one that she yeah, sings at the party. There's no, why would they put that in there? Because it's a good song. Yeah, but it's not in, to, it's the soundtracks of the, the yes, three I games in there. You know, um, you know what I bought the other day, right? Uh, is it the thing that we're going to talk about later? When are we, what are we talking about now? Well, I mean, we could do that now if you want. Um, you, you, you bought Tony Hawk, right? Oh yeah, I did that. I did do buy Tony Hawk. I'm so bad oh, at that game. What else did you buy then? I bought Star Wars squadrons. Okay. Yeah. We'll do this first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's do, we'll do video games. Cause we're going to do some movies and stuff like that later. But I think, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I remember, you know, saying that I was kind of weary about Star Wars squadrons. And remember and, how I tripped you for like a good week and a half because it was like, hey, if you buy it on Steam or no, if you buy it on Epic Games, you can get the X-Wing glider for your Fortnite game. Oh, that, and that was so, a joke all the way until you purchased it. So I ended up buying it off of the Epic Games store, but not for the Fortnite thing because I don't play Fortnite um, because I had a $14 coupon for the uh, Epic Games store. So the game came to like 40 bucks and there was no tax. So I figured, you know what? Like, why not? And I also have my uh, VR headset on PC. So I figured, okay, you know what? If I'm going to, if I'm going to get it, I might as well get it on PC so I can at least play it in VR as well. 
And uh, if, if you've read, if you've read any of like the reviews or any of the discussions about it, it's actually a pretty solid flight sim. Um, very kind of like the roots back to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Um, now I have to admit, I'm not a big fan of the in cockpit view, um, especially when just playing kind of on the screen. But holy shit, man, playing that game in VR is phenomenal. It is such an immersive game. And I played for probably two hours just kind of flying around doing some of the story missions and stuff like that uh, in in an X-Wing. And it is so cool. And it's like you can like look around and look through the cockpit. So I'm I'm finding myself it's actually easier in VR because you are able to adjust your viewpoint better because you it's wherever you're looking. Right. Um, but no, man, it is, it's a lot of fun. I was playing with the Xbox controller on PC just because it's, uh, easier than using keyboard and mouse. Um, but I really want to get a joystick, uh, for, for that game and for Microsoft flight simulator 2020. But because, of Microsoft Flight Sim 2020 and COVID and everyone being stuck at home, right? They are so hard to find. Like they're pretty much every single one sold out. But uh, yeah, that's on my next purchase list. But man, I really hope that Microsoft incorporates some sort of like um, compatibility with their Windows Mixed Reality headsets on the Xbox series. It could work because they they support that the headset. Why can't they just make it so that the the console works with it, and then it could be better than the PSVR. But yeah, so I got okay. that game, and then I ended up getting uh, Tony Hawk because I remember saying that I was going to buy that after I finished my board exam. Yeah, it was and, a present to yourself. And I actually bought it like an hour after I finished my, my, my exam. It's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, very nostalgic. I'm terrible at it. Um, but yeah, no, like that game's, I think it's great. It's um, it's one of those games that you can just pick up and play for like 20, 20 minutes here and there, you know, because you only have what, like two minutes per level. Yeah, two minutes at a time. Yeah. Right. So you can do a few runs played for like 20 minutes and you know be on your way right so i'm I'm not too far but how far are you in that one i've beat game one at 100 percent. wow i'm struggling to get like fifty thousand points on like the first or what's it it's like were you ever good at tony hawk um i played a lot of tony hawk pro skater 3 and i was oh. really good at that one that's because that game was easier was they it fixed a lot of it? Yeah. Oh, um, I played like a lot of grinding Tony, in the. I played a lot of Tony Hawk Two. Yeah, I played a lot of Tony Hawk Two, but I haven't really played that one on on this collection yet because I figured I'll start off with the uh, the first one. Um, but I made my character look hilarious. It's like some dude with um, black eyes and kind of the bad clown makeup and the hair in like a two ponytail things pigtails yeah <laughs> so uh, i remembered there was a way uh, i tried to do it 
as far as I could without cheating, not cheat codes, but without cheating. Um, and by that, I mean, there, if you remember the original game, if you created a skater and then removed all of his points and then deleted the skater and remade the same skater, Uh you'd get all his points and (laughs) the other person's points. So you can max yourself out. I did that midway through the campaign because I was just like, Oh my God, I am not getting nearly enough air to get one of these things. Cause again, they made the game harder. They added things into the game that weren't in the game originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had to, I had to use that exploit that I remembered from when I was a kid to like, make sure I could have like the highest jump and the highest like airtime. And but it was on that, this one. Yep. They kept it in. Oh, I only have uh, me, one. Do you extra. want me to send you how to do it? I only have one extra skill point to add, so it's not that big of a deal. So I got through the first, I want to say five levels before I got stuck. And like Devin was playing it and he's getting 99% on friggin' skate competitions. I'm like, how are you doing this? It's like getting the gold was the hardest part. And like, I didn't put on any cheat codes to actually achieve these. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the golds, I ground. Like I remember I was doing the second skate contest and I probably played that for an hour to get the gold. And Krista was like, why do you keep restarting? I'm like, they're only two minutes. <laughs> skate competitions are only one minute. One minute runs and they're very, very hard. <laughs> and she just like saw me continually beating myself up. But I'm excited to play two. I took a break. Um. I've actually found I've been doing that a lot lately. Like I'll, I'll start something and then take a long break, like umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Watch the first season within three days. I haven't started the second season yet. I would say second season is better than the first season. Yeah. I enjoyed it yeah. more, but w- I'm also waiting for Krista to finish her exam. So I'm probably going to watch like Cobra Kai, the Mandalorian, that kind of stuff over the next few weeks have to, you watched to the- be ready. Have you watched Mandalorian season one? No, that's what I just said I was going to do. Oh, I I thought you were mean like you're going to watch Mandalorian at, in October. But man, watch Mandalorian, then we can talk about it. Okay. Do you want Do you want to do an episode where it's like I watch all the the Mandalorian and then we just talk about the Mandalorian to prep for the new season? We could we could do a Mandalorian special episode. Yeah. When's the uh, When's the season come out? October thirtieth. All right, so uh, guys, you heard it here first. (laughs) This is how we plan some things. David will send me a text message and be like, I have this great idea. And then we don't talk about it until we're on the show. Yeah, I came Um, up with a great idea yesterday while I was drinking. But we'll talk about it later. I can't (laughs) wait. Um, So overall, what what was your thoughts on like, I mean, you got to play Tony Hawk a little bit at my place too. Yeah, but see, when I was Uh, there, that was maybe like five minutes and I wasn't... I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even know the controls, right? Yeah. So I was I was t- super terrible, but once you can kind of once once you kind of figure out the controls and understand the basics of like doing tricks and stuff like that, it's uh it it becomes easier in a sense. Um but it's still like requires a decent amount of skill, right? Um but yeah, no, I I think it is quite possibly one of the better like remakes of the last uh, I don't know few years. The, the one thing I said to Devin, and he just laughed so hard. 
Devin, as you guys remember, he used to be one of the co-hosts of the original Next Episode. Um, when we had four of us. Man, that was a good time so yeah. long ago. I was like, you know what would make this game better? He's like, what? I'm like, thinner controllers with a wire to the console. He's like, just plug in your controller. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. You want that cheap plastic feeling. That's true. But I think I played the original like two on Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. So that's a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Mm-hmm. When Naboo was under an attack, me and my friend Qui-Gon Jin. Do you know what I'm singing? <laughs> Yeah. The Weird Al version. The Weird Al Good. Good. Now, I have a bigger a bigger question for you. All right. A huge, humongous. If Donald Trump was talking about this, he would say it. he invented it. It was so big. Huge. 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 I mean, we could digress to Trump for a second, but I don't want to. No. <laughs> have you played the latest internet craze that is sweeping social media? It's sweeping party games. It's sweeping everything. It's like, it's, I believe, the number one thing on Twitch right now. I'm just going to type in a little twitch.com. It is the number one game. Uh, Well, categories we think you'll like. It doesn't have the most viewers, but it's the number one trending. Uh, House cleaning simulator? No. Um, Wow. Actually... So just chatting is not a real category in my eyes, but Fortnite has 61,000 viewers right now. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, 139,000. Minecraft, 105,000. And with a whopping 276,000 viewers, it's Among Us. The it's PC game. Humongous. And yeah, it's, it's the greatest mini game I think ever created. It, it looks like it was made within 30 minutes. And the, and the funny thing is, is like the game actually came out like two years ago, but it's now popping. You know, I liked it so much. I wanted to support the developers. So I bought it on steam, even though like, I'm not going to buy the ad free version for my phone, but Chris and I, um, we had some friends over one night and we were playing some board games, but, uh, their daughter got a little fussy. So, they left early and Chris and I were like, hey, let's still play a game. I'm like, hey, have you heard of this game? And she's like, no, what is it? I'm like, just download it. And then I sent her like a, a private link to, to play the game. So what we've done is we like we invite some friends to play and then we fill that room and then make it unprivate so anybody else can join. And we just play. And it's. It's like I know we were talking about our last adventure to J and J's where we were talking about like Salem, mm-hmm. uh, that Tijuana game, and good game or like older games like Coup. Um, yeah, it, it's among the, us, the it's like a modern social deduction game. Yeah, it's a voting game. Yeah, which is kind of played cool. it a little bit, right? I, but yeah, I played a little bit. I think it's 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 funny though because it's one of those games that it's it's spawned a ton of memes as well. That oh, everything is like blue with such. That's, yeah, uh, that's my favorite one. Um, let's see. When Among Us was actually made was it was released initially June fifteenth, twenty eighteen, by Inner Sloth. Uh, uses the Unity engine. It's a social deduction game for iOS, Microsoft Windows, and Android. 
It has a 10 out of 10 rating on Steam, a 4.5 out of 5 on Google, and a 4.7 out of 5 on innersloth.itch.io. So I guess that would be the Apple Store rating. So that's that's a tremendous ranking for this game. And it seemingly just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. And like the, the funny thing is it, it came out two years ago and now it's one of the most popular games. And I'm kind of wondering if, if it kind of spawned popularity based off of the fact that um, it's a social, it's a very social game. Uh, and we're still in the time where being social and playing games together, uh, like the, these typical kind of like social deduction games is not happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like where people will get together and play, you know, um, secret Hitler, uh, one what, werewolf, that werewolf game, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, um, a, it's ba- the game operates similarly to like froggy wink murderer. Mafia, mm-hmm. those yeah. Of stuff like that. Right. Um, and I wonder if, if we weren't in such a pandemic kind of time frame, if the game wouldn't have taken off as much as it did two years after it's released. Right. But now I, I do know that they announced a sequel um, a, a while ago, but then they decided to cancel the sequel and put all of those things that they were going to add into the sequel into the main game, like the original game, which are the missions and stuff. Right? Yeah. And like a bunch of like the extra, um, uh, like character add-ons and stuff like that, hats, babies, stuff like that. It is pretty funny if you have a cowboy hat and a baby. I didn't know that you bought it on Steam. I would totally, I'll buy it on Steam and play with you guys. Yeah, we're down. Um, like Chris, I was playing on Steam and Chris was playing on her phone. Yeah, I have phone. Uh, it's also available on Mac OS through Steam, which is great because not a, like some Steam content doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. The one thing that it says here, because um, I, I just looked for the article, I was like, it's like why Among Us blew up and why you should be playing it. And it just says, but while the fanfare for a relatively simple game, why now, not two years ago when it came out? Frankly, it's the perfect game to play in quarantine. Ten people can play at once and you can join from anywhere in the world with a server code. A group of friends can go together without breaking any social distancing rules for several quick rounds of the game. Even without friends who've been successfully convinced to download and play the game anywhere in the world you can play. You could be playing somebody in Asia right now. And it's insanely streamable and fun to watch Mm -hmm. in a stream. Mm -hmm. It's it's the social game you're missing out on, essentially, is what we're trying to say. And I downloaded it because of a TikTok video. Really? Really? Yeah, because I saw, because I was trying to find out, I was like, what is this game? Because it like showed like a hundred imposters. I was like, what the fuck? And now there's this trend on the internet where you put on a hoodie backwards and then take your COVID mask and put it over your eyes and you look like an imp- or like a crewmate. You know what that means, right? Like this Halloween, there's going to be a ton of Among Us. Yeah. Halloween costume. Easy costume. Speaking of Halloween, if you can go to a drive-thru, kids can trick-or-treat. Straight up. <laughs> have you, uh, speaking of speaking of scary things, have you watched any of the Love, Lovecraft Country? What is this? No. Really? You want to know what I've watched in the last two weeks? Uh, TikTok videos? Because Chris, no, well, yeah, but 
Chris has been studying a lot, so Supernatural's on, which is also kind of cool because it's like it's October. I watched the end of the NHL playoffs. I'm watching baseball, football, but that's pretty much it. We watched the American debate last week, which which was honestly comical. And uh, I will like sit on this hill until I can't anymore. But for those of you who don't watch Saturday Night Live, it is so good again. I mean, it's not going to be the peak of like the early '90s with your mm-hmm. your like your Farley, Sandler, Fallon, that group, and it's not the Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig, Amy Poehler, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, Will Forte, uh, Bill Hader. Like it's not that group either. But like some of the the cast they have right now is so good, and they work really hard. And there was some skits this week that were phenomenal. They have Jim Carrey now playing Joe Biden for the season. And oh, yeah. Maya he, Rudolph it's so, so funny. The fact that he could just pause Trump was hilarious. Yeah. Did you see the whole episode? I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw some clips, but I'll have to check it out. Oh, the uh, the, the, the it was like uh, Chris Rock was playing like this, this CDC guy. And they were trying to do like name tracing, but it was all like at the uh, the department for name changes, mm-hmm. and everybody had ridiculous names. Like there was like Edith Puthy. Yeah, <laughs> it was really really funny. And he's like, "No, thank you. Maybe later." <laughs> okay, but back to scary stuff. You should watch Lovecraft Country because uh, it's um, based off of the book Lovecraft Country, which is based off of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft kind of mythos stuff uh it's an hbo special right now i think it's it's still running um so there's i think as of right now i think they're the next episode coming out is episode nine and i think the season is 12 episodes or something like that Uh, what's this on uh hbo okay Uh, um and it's if you like lovecraft stuff um like so you know call it cthulhu and um, call it Cthulhu stuff like that. Uh, it's very kind of like magic and culty stuff and monsters and psychologic stuff. And, um, it's each episode is very different because it kind of follows a different character. Like there's uh, a set number of characters, um, but each one kind of focuses more on a specific one. Um, and, some of the like the the effects and the storylines actually pretty good. I think there was one episode earlier on that um, we're kind of like meh. It was mostly it was a lot of sex scenes, and it's like okay, just with demons. It was just <laughs> sex scenes and demons. You're like fuck yeah, let's go a little bit. Um, but then the last episode that we watched, um, without spoiling too much, because I think I think you would really like it. Um, without spoiling it too much, though, there was some. Uh, monster demon things that were in this episode that are by far the creepiest things that I have seen. You know when you see something that like kind of scares you or settles you, you get those like chills mm-hmm. down your spine. It was one of those things that like every time they kind of like popped on the screen, I got these like chills just because it's like, oh my god, that is so creepy. But that would be like the coolest Halloween costume. Um, now the, the one thing I, there was a bunch of complaints that I know people have, especially in 2020, 
um, with a lot of these social movements, um, you know, against racism and against a lot of, you know, derogatoriness to towards, you know, people. So it takes place in the 1955, 1960 era, just after the Vietnam War. So, you know, black Americans and uh, just other ethnic people in America are free, but there's a lot of racism towards them and they don't kind of tiptoe around that in the series. So it's very, very apparent and they're very vocal with, you know, their, their racist remarks from, you know, the white people towards blacks and stuff like that. So when the series came out, there was a lot of complaints from people that, uh, Oh, this show is so racist. Like they should tone it down a bit, but what people don't realize what, see a lot of people haven't really read HP Lovecraft stuff or really know about him. Um, he was super racist, like more so than a lot of people around him at the time, which I do not condone any of that, obviously. Um, but some of his, like a lot of horror stuff has originated from his, you know, his, his mythos that he's created. Right. Um, so if you can look past the blatant racism that is portrayed in the series, uh, it's actually really good. Um, it's just one of those things that like, if you're going to watch it, you have to kind of be open-minded and understand that this is, uh, depicting a time, like, even though it takes place in a kind of alternate reality with you know magic and shit like that um it still is the story is still taking place in a you know in the united states during that time frame but you might like it especially you know kind of around halloween spooky season we should uh you should watch that it kind of sounds a little bit like uh a grim kind of but it was like based off of like the Grimm's fairy tales. Oh yeah, Just yeah. Like the like I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of similar in a way. Um, do you know what other spooky movie I liked? I liked A Quiet Place. The first, yeah, that was like, a good one. Yeah, and I would have really liked to see A Quiet Place too, but it got fucking but delayed again. Did it? To when? Yeah. April 23rd, 2021. It was originally supposed to come out this April. And then they were like, oh, we'll we'll release it around October. Are there any movies coming out this year now? Uh, There are still a few. Um, I do have a list of the biggest ones delayed. And one surprise that wasn't. Do you want the surprise that wasn't first or the list of movies that were delayed? I want the list of movies that was and the surprise that wasn't later. Okay, so Jurassic World Dominion was supposed to come out originally at the beginning of 2021, and then they delayed it because they couldn't shoot it all until the middle of 2021, and now it's coming out sometime in 2022. That's it. We don't know. Just said 2022. Well, that seems like a valid reason to delay the movie because they I'm o- don't I'm have okay half of one. it recorded. <laughs> I- I'm okay with that one. Um, the other one that was like that was The Batman. Um, is now sh- uh, scheduled. Wow, I went full Canadian there. Yeah. Whew! 
Uh, it was scheduled to be released uh, late 2020. It was actually supposed to come out in like, I want to say November of this year. And there was a sh- uh, they were doing some reshoots and they were suspended due to a positive COVID test. So we'll be seeing Batman in 2021. And after that trailer, I want to see it now, damn it. Yeah, it, it did look pretty interesting. Uh, in the realm of movies that were ridiculously, and I mean ridiculously delayed for a third time, we've got Fast and the Furious 9. Uh, it's now coming out April 2nd, 2021. This movie was already supposed to come out twice. For a movie that's about being fast and furious, it's pretty it's- slow and average hey have you seen the runtime for this movie because it was just released no three hours and eight minutes yeah why i sent that to a friend and they their response legitimately was oh my god are they doing another long scene (laughs) on an airstrip I was like, I don't know. They've got to do something if the movie's going to be three hours. What it's going to be is there's going to be a, a, a long scene of them on an airstrip, but then the the runway's going to end. And, oh, it's in the winter, and now they're driving on a frozen lake. They did that in the last movie. I know, but they're just going to mix everything together. I think they're going to spend like 30 minutes explaining what happened to Han. They're going to do all this like movie magic to bring Brian back to life. Which is really hard because the actor's been dead for like eight years. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to see the movie, but like, like it was on my list of like movies I really, really wanted to see because I like the franchise. And now it's just like, I don't know. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? Yes, I did. Was that any good? I felt it was like a buddy cop film. Mm. I, I like I would watch this because there's supposed to be a second one. Because The Rock is a very marketable person, even though he makes a lot like he he's all about uh, quantity, not quality. When it comes to his film career. That's true. Like, don't get me wrong. Some stuff he does is great. Jumanji. Good movie. Fast and the Furious. Good movies, but they're not his movies. Hobbs and Shaw was pretty good. But it also starred Jason Statham and it was an action movie. So So I can't really the main character in that. He was 50% of it. Right? So it wasn't even his movie. Well, I mean, technically, if you looked at Jumanji, it's Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Kieran Gillen, or Karen Gillen, and Dwayne. But you you know about, like, the beef between the Fast and the Furious cast, right? Like, Tyrese and The Rock hate each other. Vin Diesel and The Rock hate each other. It was That's It was true. time that they split up. I didn't know this until I read a recent interview. I was fast and the furious. I want to say it was eight. Um, it's like the last one, right? It was, it was seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it eight? Anyways. Well, yeah. Anyway. The, yeah, so, <laughs> so no, they didn't shoot a single scene together. That's true. Yeah. It, it was it was the eighth one. That's the one it was. Yeah. So they didn't shoot a single scene together. There was like two where it was like superimposed, from what I understood, and they like had to get along. Um, next up on the delayed list is a big painful one for a lot of people. Dune. We are not seeing Dune this year. We are now seeing Dune in October of 2021. 
Ooh, I was excited for that one. Well, you'll be excited next Halloween when you get to watch it. Yeah. The funny thing is that I'll probably forget about that it was even supposed to release anytime soon. And then, like most of these movies, I'll probably not even remember about. And then be like, oh, yeah. You know what's going to be crazy, though? When they're on their press tours and they look nothing like the people that they're in the movie. Like, can you imagine being a child actor in, like, Dune or something? And then the movie yeah. comes out, like, six years later. and you- <laughs> Yeah, like, the, like, the greatest example is... Oh, I played is, the seven-year-old in that. The greatest example of this is going to be, like, Scarlett Johansson. If you look at her in Iron Man 2 all the way till now, like, she went from a young woman to, like, a, a full-out woman. Like she's she's aged gracefully throughout this whole period. Botox. But, sure. <laughs> they started shooting Black Widow at the same time that were, they were finishing editing Endgame. And Endgame came out almost two years ago. So they shot this movie a year and a half, two years ago. It was supposed to be released in February or March of this year. So that means the movie would have finished shooting about eight months prior for edits and stuff and a press tour. She didn't really get to do a press tour because COVID shut everything down. This movie's now going to come out. It's been delayed to May 7th, 2021. So it's like 14 months past the original release date. And they use movie magic to make her look a little bit younger than she was anyways, because the movie's supposed to happen in between civil war and um, infinity war. So, like, they're already playing with, like, this crazy-ass clock. And Endgame happens five years in the future, technically. Which is now where the rest of... People don't really age that much over a few years. You're right, but if you look at her specifically and the way she's aged, like, she's gone through, um, like, she was pregnant in one of the movies. Like, you can definitely see the differences in her. So it's going to be interesting to see a movie that was supposed to happen. Well, now it would be like seven years ago in real time. True. Like in, in the timeline of the. Yeah. So it's the, it's going to be, it's going yeah. to be weird to be like, that's, that's it's, it's just going to look different. Yeah. Um, I'm really disappointed about this one because I thought instead of a third, I thought for sure they were going to do the video on demand and just release it. Um, the, the I know because I feel like there wasn't that much of a, a desire or excitement for a Black Widow movie. I mean, like the diehards would see it, I think, but like, and it's also another one to try and get um, some of the younger female generation into superheroes. True. Um, speaking of older generations and just everybody who loves Mr. Bond, James Bond, um, No Time to Die has now. It was coming out next month. We were so close. We were so close. And now again, April 2021. April is going to be fucking fire next year. Fast and the Furious, No Time to Die. If I can go to the movie theater, I'll also be able to see A Quiet Place 2. That's a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. Which uh, uh, I guess I'll ask the question now. Are you comfortable enough with the, the the conditions of how the world is right now to go to a movie theater and so, sit in a theater with 50 people for two, three hours? Here's the thing. I was um, the other week I was talking with someone who worked at uh, a Cineplex and they actually 
unfortunately for for staff that have been working at this individual theater, I don't know what it's like at other ones, um, but a lot of hours have been cut because people aren't going to the movies. Um, and he was, I was like, really, like, uh, and like they're still doing the shows and stuff like that. And he says, yeah, because like people are still not very comfortable with going to the movies. But it's probably one of the safer places to go in public right now because nobody's nobody's going. Um, You remember like back in the day when everyone was carefree and we could just live our lives without having to worry about how close someone's standing beside us. And you go to the movies and you're like, oh, man, the theater's empty. Like I have this whole theater to myself. It's sweet, right? Didn't always happen, but it was, it was usually like if you went like to an earlier show for a movie that was a little older. Well, that's what it's like now, apparently. Um, so, all the theaters that have assigned seating, um, they now have it's like every two seats is blocked off, right? You can't actually s- sit in them. Um, but because most people aren't going to the movies, it's it's pretty much an empty theater anyways. Oh, interesting. And, and ticket prices are super cheap too. Um, I'm just looking cause I really want to see tenant and Oh my God. At landmark cinemas right now. Don't Google this, but how much do you think a movie ticket is right now? Well, I know the one here that's not Cineplex is like $5 a ticket just to get people in the door. $2.99. Damn. Shit. I'm going to go watch Tenet tomorrow afternoon. By yourself? Just a big old bag of pop. See, that's the other thing. Like, oh, it's it's tough because the, the, the retail space of work I'm in, I just, I don't want to spend any of my spare time out in public. I want, if I'm going to be out, I want to be on a hiking trail or at a park playing like disc golf or fair enough or be at the house. But like we've gone over it numerous times and we're like, we looked at each other the other day being like, well, glad we got to go to the patio a few times this summer because we're not going to restaurants. We just, I understand that some of what's going on is controlled fear, but the reality of it is it's still very real and it's still killing people. And we don't want to risk anything right now because like we just have a lot going on in our lives. That's for sure. That's true. Um, But uh, all the power to you. If you feel safe enough to go to a movie theater, wear a mask, (laughs) but that'd be my other thing. Like at least when you're going to like, you see these sporting events that are happening on TV where they're letting fans in and they have to have a mask literally stapled to their face. Mm -hmm. If they're like, and like you see people drinking beers out of straws and stuff to like try and accommodate it. But do you trust somebody sitting behind you? Just take it off their mask, hacking up a lung and you're just no, like, well, no. I hope they don't have it. So here's the thing. Like if I were to go to the theater uh, and most people like sitting, you know, far back. Right. Um, I probably would only go if I could get a seat at the very back row uh, where, where no one kind of sits behind us. Yeah, at least you're controlling the air direction right. in one way. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm not an idiot either. Where if I'm not feeling very well, I'm not going to go out in public, right? Yeah, no, I get it. 
but yeah, it's just uh, it's a it's a strange time for movies because I think a lot of these delays, and I think we're just going to keep seeing more and more delays because um, these theaters, these sorry, movie studios need to make their money back, right? And how do they do that? Well, they make that from ticket sales at the theater. Um, I'm curious as to what Tenet's box office box office uh, take is. Uh, box I, office mojo that we yeah, be looking for. Because um, last week, okay, October 2nd to 4th, Tenet, $2.7 million. That That's is so low. That is nothing. It's opening weekend was $20 million. Um, that's okay. I mean, for, uh, for a Christopher Nolan movie though, uh, so far worldwide, it's 307 million. Actually interesting because, uh, international for that movie is $262 million, uh, domestic box office. So United States, Canada, I guess, uh, 45 million, which is not much. That is, I'm looking at domestic box office. So that's North America. The week of August 14th to 20th, the overall top movie was SpongeBob, uh, Sponge on the Run. And it overall grossed $3 million. Like it, it looks like as time is going on, more movies are making more money. Mm-hmm. But Tenet only made $11 million this year or this week. Um, last week it was $13 million. The week before that, fourteen million dollars. Opening weekend made an, a total domestically of thirty million. So, Joker last year, October fourth to sixth, that weekend, pulled in one hundred and thirty-two point nine million dollars. Sorry, Sonic the Hedgehog. One hundred and forty-two. Sorry, one hundred and forty-two million dollars and and change. You know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and change. Um. That is the, the same time last year for Joker. So that's like, uh, and that was probably the biggest one of, of the year or that month. Right. But now you're looking at because of the pandemic, the biggest, let's see the, the best weekend. Was I, I can tell, I can begin I was just ask for, you ten, a, for tenant. Yeah. So when tenant came out, it's uh first weekend was uh, $26 million. Uh, still not that much. Without looking on whatever webpage you're on, could you tell me any of the seven movies? I'm pretty sure that's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight movies that made over $100 million before the shutdown? I don't know. When did everything shut down? So you could see where the shutdown happened oh, between yeah. March 6th and March 12th. Because Onward was released, and Onward should have been one of the biggest movies of the year, and it only made a me like a measly one th- hundred and thirty four million. And then its second week, it made a fraction of that. It made fifty eight million dollars. And for a Pixar movie to not clear two hundred million dollars, and like mm-hmm. that movie had a ton of interest. Mm-hmm. It had Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. It had trailers galore. It, it was well advertised. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog was the second highest grossing film of the year. Okay, take that in. Sonic the Hedgehog at 215 million. Harley Quinn 
made 127 million on his debut weekend. Um, the Will Smith Martin Lawrence remake of Bad Boys Bad Boys for Life, which I just saw not that long ago on Amazon, it's pretty good. 246 million dollars. Hey, and I like that it made a they opened it up for a third one. I think it's funny that uh, Bad Boys for Life is the highest grossing movie of 2020. Yeah, considering. Black Widow was supposed to come out, which would have done well. Wonder Woman would have done well. Free Guy would have done well. Free Guy still could do pretty well. There's lots. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker started off the year at 191 million. Meh. So, <laughs> hey, it's a sad it, it's, time for it's movies. No- it's a sad yeah. time for movies, that's for sure. And uh, at least you know, I. At least there's still some good quality content coming out on like Netflix and and uh, Amazon Prime is. I've noticed that Amazon Prime Video is unreal. Has had a lot of new movies put on there very quickly. Um, so I used to actually. I so uh, quick update for people inquiring about my personal life. I quit my job because I got hired at an actual career job. Um, But I used to work at a uh, movie rental store. And it was just interesting seeing some of these movies that had just come out, um, brand new on Blu-ray and DVD and stuff like that. And for the most part, uh, historically speaking, it still takes a few months for these movies, after they release on home video, to show up on Netflix or Prime Video, right? Yeah. Um, so I was seeing like all of these new movies coming out, but then they were on streaming services at the same time. And, uh, I, it's great because, you know, I movie rental places are very niche market, right? Like you're lucky if, if even like a convenience store still rents movies, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that now the studios are having to kind of, they, they can't really hold off on just banking on uh, retail sales and movie theaters, like ticket sales and stuff like that. Now they have to kind of push their films and put them on streaming services just to get a cut of some revenue from subscription costs for that. Right. So it's good for the, the, the viewers, you know, if we want to watch a movie that is new and you don't want to have to go out and buy it, there's a good chance that it's on Netflix or prime video, which I'm surprised prime video is actually getting way more actual like Hollywood f- films now. Yeah. If you uh, go by the list in Canada, it's like prime video and crave battle it out for a lot of big blockbuster stuff. That's not owned by Disney or gets bought by the rights of Netflix really quickly, mm-hmm. which is impressive. There is a new Netflix one out. There, there's a few new Netflix movies that I, uh, I want to dabble in. Uh, there's like a Halloween something, like, whatever on oh, Netflix. Oh, uh, um, Who Be Halloween, the new Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, that uh, apparently is pretty good. Um, I don't know. There's uh, the other one I want to see, and I still haven't had the chance to yet. Is the Devil All the Time? Oh yeah. Um, but I, I want to quickly get through the rest of this list before we forget about it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a yeah. few other movies that uh, people are a little peeved at. 
Uh, one would be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's being released March uh, 25th, 2022 now. Um, Free Guy got moved to December 11th, 2020. They're going to try a theatrical release, but there are rumors that Disney Video On Demand will happen with this film at a cheaper rate than Mulan because they kind of got burnt. So we'll see what happens with that one. If it's in a reasonable price range, I would pay for it. I'm a huge, huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. I will support his work. I have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it's coming down to for a lot of people as well. People are willing to pay for movies depending on the actor or actress. Well, and I think eventually it's going to get to the point where if people can't go and see movies in theaters, if the only option for getting them is to purchase them at, on like a streaming service, then people are going to do it. But and we, we discussed this before Disney, if Disney's going to get into that, they need to find the right price for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, you can't nickel and dime people as much as you want right now, you know, yeah. uh, because people I think are being more frugal with their spending. So it's like, and, and we've talked about this, you know, if I'm paying for a subscription service to, stream videos, I'm not going to pay another, you know, 30 or 40 bucks just to watch a single movie. Right. That, yeah. So I would probably just buy it if it came out to like Apple, it was like 20 bucks on Apple. I'd be like, sure. Well, see, here's the thing though. It's like, I'm more willing to purchase a movie off of like the Google store. Right. And have that on my library or rent a movie through Google, um, Google TV or Google movies, whatever they're calling it now. Um, Cause like, or it'd be the equivalent for Apple movies. If I was in the Apple ecosystem, but more willing to do that on that system, because I'm not already paying to access stuff on there. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. Like I use Xbox every once in a while to rent a movie or like opposed to my TV because my TV service will be like nine 99, but Xbox has all their movies at like four 99. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of sad because I I want to go to the movies, but then also I'm trying to have to convince you know my significant other Angela to go, and she doesn't really want to. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't blame her. I think it's understandable, but like, I guess we could bring our own sanitized spray and snacks. That's true. Yeah, I don't want you touching my cup. Um, here's uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is now being released Christmas Day 2020. I feel so bad for Warner Brothers and um, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine and everybody else in this film. This movie should have been released four times by now. I feel so bad for everybody involved in this uh, project because like, I, I get that people have been paid, but people are trying to get the rest of their pay. And if you are are an editor or something, you're getting paid your hourly wage to edit. Plus you're getting your bonus based on how the movie performs. If you look at like, I remember even recently, because you can still see them kind of in stores, but do you remember the heavy marketing for this movie? Like they were uh, wonder woman was all over Doritos. Yeah. Lays everything. And that was in March. And like they were getting ready for an April release and then they're like, Oh, we'll do it in June or July. Oh, we'll do it in September. If it doesn't get released by Christmas, I hope that they do it 
the way some other movies have been done and it goes to an on demand. I feel so bad for everybody involved in this film. So I feel bad for the millions and like this, this is weird for me to say, because I understand they also make millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars to make these movies. But the amount of marketing that went into this film and just, it's all sitting there. Well, that's the thing is it's, it's a marketing nightmare. And, and uh, the guy that I was talking to that worked at uh, the Cineplex, he told me that the, the theater had received uh, multiple posters for Wonder Woman because uh, the, the, the release date kept changing. So um, they're like, yeah, so we have these movies or, and it wasn't just for Wonder Woman. It was a few other movies as well, but primarily Wonder Woman. It's like, yeah, we got three different um, movie posters for Wonder Woman because they keep changing the release date. And then eventually the theater has just gone to digital only posters because they're like, you know, like they're not going to like studios and marketing. They're not going to be sending out new posters every time that the movie's delayed again. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, do you just feel like, yeah, I feel bad for, I, I especially feel bad for the people who are making these movies and like the crew members, the grips, the cameramen, uh, or the, the camera people, everything. Like I feel bad for everybody who's involved, but for whatever reason, this movie just makes me feel really awful for them. And like, I know like this was kind of like Gal Gadot's also like stick it to the man performance because it was a female, uh, it's an all female production and directing crew. I believe like there are males working on the set, but this was kind of like people didn't think she was good enough to do these things. And they were just like, Oh, you're only here because you're, you're hot. What was she miss miss Iran or something? Not Iran. Um, Maybe Gal Gadot. I don't know. I ran so far away. Miss Israel. So people were just like, oh, you're only getting these acting roles because you're like super gorgeous and hot and whatever. And she's worked for every role. And like, yeah, I get it. She was in Fast and the Furious as like the hot biker chick. Um, she did a few movies. She did that one with like Isla Fisher and John Hamm. And I want to say Zach Galifianakis. That it was like the neighbors or something. Yeah, I forget which one that was though, but I I know what you're talking about. Um, they were like spies, weren't they? Something like that. Um, but she's she's worked really hard, and this was kind of like her her redemption movie because people like out of the, all the DC universe movies, this was the only one that was actually good by many people's standards. Like some people really like Batman versus Superman. Blind people apparently were the only people who enjoyed the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And like that Snyder Cut might be even better. But we don't know. We have no idea whatsoever. And I just, for that whole cast and crew, I just feel awful for. And yeah, that's that's pretty much that. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell that movie was. <laughs> it's bothering me. You'll remember at like... 4 a.m. Keeping your- up with the Joneses. I got all four actors correct on the uh, the poster, though. Um, the only other delay that I find hilarious was The Matrix 4. Solely because it got moved to the end of this year. And then they were like, nope, we're going to move it to April 1st, 2022. Then somehow the movie jumped into The Matrix and got itself re-delayed 
mm-hmm. to the past back to December 22nd, 2021. So it was going to be early 2021, then late, or like early 2022, and then Christmas 2021. How did, like, how? How does that happen? <laughs> the the Matrix is a is a interesting movie, though, in the sense that it kind of came out of nowhere, and I think it's just a a movie because the Wachowskis just wanted to make another movie. I mean, that and Keanu Reeves became like very popular again. That's true. It's like Keanu wasn't there and then Keanu was there. Mm-hmm. And then he was John Wick. So, yeah, I like, how do you feel about the delays? How does everybody feel about the delays? I feel, I feel frustrated, I but I feel okay with it because I don't see myself this might be the first full calendar year since I was a child that I haven't gone to a single movie. Cause Chris and I were trying to figure out the last movie we went to and we're fairly certain it was either Spider-Man um, far from home or a movie that came out shortly after that. But we we're, we don't remember what one we just know. If the last one I saw was Spider-Man, because I remember seeing that in theaters. That was in 2019, and it was released, I want to say it was July. I feel like you saw the Star... No, you would have seen Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, yeah, we we saw Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But if you take away Star Wars... um, Yeah, like, we don't know what we've seen. Because we we remember we were going to go to Crimes of Grindelwald, and then um, Chris got sick. So we couldn't go. So we gave the tickets away and then we just never went out or we never went back to go see it. We still haven't seen the movie, which, uh, so in 2019, I would have definitely seen Captain Marvel. Did I see the good boys in theaters? No. Dark Phoenix. No. Shazam. No. Wow. This actually might be. It might have been Spider-Man. That's crazy. I did not I haven't seen a movie in theaters for over a year. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this year it's been well, you know, it's like that for everyone, right? Um Well, no, I mean so not I everyone hasn't gone since last July. But still, it's like I think it's movie going has just dropped significantly and you know, I think that's what it's going to be like for the foreseeable future. Um, it's it's no surprise that all of these movies are being delayed into far, far into next year, right? Like almost like halfway through the year. Um, and I think it's it sucks for people who want to see these movies, but it's also smart and a, probably a good thing for the movies and the studios because hopefully, you know, the world can kind of get back to regular operating conditions uh, by by mid next year, you know, so that people can start enjoying the things that they used to like going to the movies. But uh, it's just like one of those things until then we have to just hope that they show up on streaming services for an affordable price. Well, I was going to say that that is what I, uh, I also think um, you're right about too, is like, if you look at 
the the ability to now just wait for something on a streaming surface like Hubi Halloween that you were talking about. People mm-hmm. are excited to see that movie, but it's also because it's going to be readily available on Netflix. And with the 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 sheer speed things are coming to Amazon now, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. But before we go, um, you wanted to talk to me about uh, something that really frustrates you. Something uh, involving some fast food. Yeah. Do you, do you still want to tell your story? Yeah. <laughs> fast food isn't fast food anymore, people. No, it never was. Well, it was actually, you know, I remember times when you could go into a, a fast food place, place your order and you're out of there within, you know, five minutes, you know, maybe 10 on a busy time. Or if it's, you know, you go to McDonald's at like 2 a.m. Once everyone's getting out of the bars, you might be waiting like 15 minutes. But now because of these, you know, mobile ordering apps like DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, you can't go into a fast food place and get a meal. Because they have that cheater line on the side? 20 minutes, yes. So I hate that so much. Today, you know, we, we decided to just go pick up some McDonald's because, primarily because the uh, Monopoly started in Canada, which we're, we never win anything, but we're always a sucker for it, right? Everyone is. It's like, it's like the roll up the ro- roll up the rim, right? Yep. You just go like you could not go to Tim Hortons or McDonald's all year, but once they start those comp- contests, then you're going like every day, right? Just because you might win something. So anyways, we decided and we waited almost 25 minutes for our, our food. And the, the, place was so busy because of all of like the uber eats and just it was like one one after another driver after driver like coming and picking stuff up and they just like you know walk up to the front skip everyone push through everyone and just stand there waiting right Um, skip the lines and the dishes yeah so it's just frustrating because it's like you know what like what's the point of we would have been faster going through the drive-through because drive-through is priority and then as well as like the Uber eats all like the mobile ordering stuff. And then it goes like the people who order inside. Uh, and, and then just one thing that we noticed though, is like, so there's a girl that was waiting at the counter and uh, one of the staff people there was going to take her order. And then someone yelled at her for like to stop taking orders <laughs> because they have like too many. It's like, wow. So then they just, she just walked away and the entire time we were waiting there, that girl was still waiting there just to order something. It was so frustrating. And that's like, I knew this was going to happen. Once like a lot of these um, like fast food chains and stuff like that started um, taking like Uber Eats and skip the dishes and all that stuff. I don't know if there's like different ones in the United States, but I'm sure it's probably worse. Um, once they started taking it, I, your wait times for in being in the the store to pick up your own food, just like skyrocketed. Yeah. It's just, it's just really frustrating. Cause like um, we wanted to, you know, just get in and get out, get our stuff and go. But we ended up spending almost a half hour there. And there was another girl that had ordered just before us and she was still waiting. And um, it's like, she was just frustrating because like, 
she was, you know, looking at her watch, asked one of the, the staff there, like, what's going on? Like, I've been waiting 20 minutes. And then we get called for our stuff. And as I walk out, I said to her, I'm like, you should have been first. <laughs> but it's just like, wow. But I don't know. There's nothing we can do about that. People like to just push through too, which is really, really annoying. Oh, it is. And and the thing is, is like the, the what they do is, is uh, a mobile order will come in, right? And they will start taking and preparing that because they want it ready for when the driver or whatever comes to pick it up. Right. So it's just, it's just annoying. I, well, I apologize to you because we use skip the dishes quite a bit. You're part of um, the problem. But at, at the same time, it's like we could just order that sub from Jersey Mike's and it'll arrive at our house in 15 minutes. So see, I would never, I've never ordered. No, I've ordered once from, I think it was like Wendy's or whatever, um, using Uber Eats. But that was because I was in the middle of doing some, some work and I wasn't, I didn't have a vehicle to go pick it up myself. Um, but the, anytime that we use skip the dishes or Uber Eats, it's always, we're always only ordering from an actual restaurant. That's what we've been doing too. I mean, the subs aside, because like, it's just easier. But mm-hmm. we've also learned burgers bad. Don't ever order a burger from a delivery place. Yeah, they always come and like char, like charred or soggy. It's just not worth it. Or like cold, you know. Like especially like if you're ordering like McDonald's or something like that with Uber Eats. By the time it gets to you, it's going to be cold anyways, right? Yeah, but when you're hungover, you don't care. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just that uh, that was just a disappointing end to my day. And then we got to record this episode and it brightened things up a bit. Have you ever ordered a Florida pizza? I have no idea what a Florida pizza is. A Florida pizza is a pizza that is hot and cold at the same time. Okay. We, we ordered pizza last night. Like we were having a little bit of a, a rough day. Like things just weren't going right. It was just no, no matter what we did, something like broke or it didn't work. And we were like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't want to cook. Let's get a pizza. We just started going back to like Double Double. It's not a huge franchise, but it's a good franchise. Mm-hmm. For the outside of the pizza, hot. The first few bites, cold. Tell me how that makes sense. The wings were piping hot. The crust that I was holding the pizza was hot. But like the middle of the pizza, cold. I don't even know how. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's an anomaly. Made, made no sense. Um, but before we go, I just want to quickly remind everybody that starting next week, next week's show, next week's Instagrams, next week's Twitter, because David and I are finally back on schedule. We've got everything done that we need to do. We have two copies of Cyberpunk 2077 to give away. Dun, 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 dun. That's two copies of Cyberpunk. Whatever console you want. We got two copies. We want to give them away to you. You got to listen in. Uh, we're going to do one online contest and then one kind of listen in contest. But you got to listen in, you got to follow, you got to like, you got to subscribe. And maybe you can win one of the big. copies of Cyberpunk. It's going to be the biggest thing that we've done ever. Yeah. Aside from for, yeah, <laughs> making an intro. That's true. But right? <laughs> the, the, that is it for this one. 
If you like what you're hearing or you want to win a video game, like and subscribe to our content, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. We'll catch you next week on the Scene On Screen Podcast. Peace. Peace.